the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We have entered a great season for praising and worshiping the Lord. Let's begin our time together with prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we just magnify your holy name. This is such a great season where we worship you, Lord. We see your faithfulness. We are excited about who you are. And Lord, that you were the Passover lamb and that you were raised from the dead, the first fruits. And so we're excited, Lord. I pray that this day and this week and this season, O oh Lord, would transform not only our hearts, but the hearts of our family and friends. I pray, O oh Lord, that this would be a great season for salvations. So we love you and thank you for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Yes, it's a great season for your church to participate with us. Now, we began Passover this past Friday evening, March 30th, but if you are not able to come to one of our seders, which we've probably had most of them already, uh, so would you like to have a Passover demonstration at your church? Or or we could come and speak about the spring feasts found in Leviticus 23. If you'd like that, call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll take care of you. But also... April 15th, Sunday afternoon on your calendar, let your pastor know that you should join us with the March of Remembrance. We're meeting at 4 p.m. at the Florida Holocaust Museum in St. Pete. The purpose is to never forget the Holocaust, support Israel, stand against genocide around the world, raise awareness of the danger of remaining silent, and motivate people to pray for our country and for Israel and for the world. So come bring uh, your pastor, uh, churches, make large signs, walk with us uh, from the St. Pete Holocaust Museum to North Stroud Park. So for um, 
At, we will start there at 5 p.m. Uh, we'll have music. We'll have inspirational speakers. And to find out more or get flyers, pass them out for us and, and, and get people there, call Karen at 813-831-5673. And, of course, for those of you who'd like to give us a gift of any size, we certainly appreciate it. It helps us stay on the radio and I want to send you our Counting the Omer. Now, when I send it to you, you better call me tomorrow or today because we started today in Counting the Omer. So, but you're going to have 48 days left. So it still makes sense to ask for the booklet, Counting the Omer. It's your devotional between Passover and Shavuot, but I'll explain that in a minute. Okay, let's look at these spring feasts. You know, two Saturdays ago, I forgot to wish you a happy new year. Yes, March 17th this year was the first of Nisan, and that is the biblical new year. In Exodus 12, 2, it says, this month will mark the beginning of months for you. It is the first month of the year for you, and it's talking about the month of Nisan. Look, let's start with Leviticus 23. When we talk about these spring holy days, the appointed times, the Moedim, by now you know we've got to go to Leviticus 23. And where we see that these appointed times are forever. How long is forever? I don't know. You be the judge. You interpret the word forever. (laughs) Spring appointed times. Okay. All God's appointed times deal with Yeshua as our Messiah. They reflect what has happened or what's about to happen. Now, the spring anointed times, or appointed times, excuse me, have been fulfilled. The fall appointed times will be fulfilled. Okay, so let's begin with the appointed time that begins in Leviticus 23, the Shabbat. And you might know that as the Sabbath. Our first appointed time is the weekly Sabbath. So it is pretty easy to remember when it is. In Leviticus 23.1, it says, Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael, you know, the children of Israel, and tell them, These are the appointed times of the Lord, which you are to proclaim to be holy convocations, my moedim, my appointments, okay? Work may be done for six days, but the seventh day is a Shabbat, a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You're to do no work. It is the Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwellings. Notice the Shabbat and all the holy days to follow are not Jewish holy days. They are for all who follow God, right? Okay, Leviticus 23, verse 4. These are the appointed feasts of Adonai, holy convocations, which you are to proclaim in their appointed season. So, as I said, Moedim is the Hebrew word for appointed time or appointed place or a meeting to set up an appointment. And these are our appointments with God. Okay? The sixth verse. On the 15th, uh, I'm sorry, the fifth verse, Leviticus 23, 5. 
talks about Passover during the first month on the 14th day of the month in the evening is the Adonai's Passover. On the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Matzot, or Matzah, to Adonai. For seven days you are to eat Matzah. And, and most Jews have put these two appointed times together. They don't separate them, and they call them Passover. So Passover is a reminder to us of God's salvation. We see that it is a, a we talk about the redemption uh, from Egypt, which symbolizes the redemption from sin, that, that we are free from sin. And then the redemption from Egypt to the promised land, the promised land representing God's will. Okay, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, as we said, Leviticus 23, 6, it reminds of us of our sin that is in our lives, okay? Reminder also that Yeshua is the bread of life who had no sin, cleansing us from all sin because he is the Lamb of God. The final sacrifice. As it says in John one twenty nine. the next day, John sees Yeshua coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we'll talk about that more when we talk more about Passover season. Now, Leviticus 23.9, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael. And tell them, when you have come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you are to bring the Omer of the first fruits of your harvest to the Kohen, to the priest. So we see here that it, Yom Habikurim, the day of the first fruit, is Leviticus 23.9. It's a reminder of God's resurrection power. And that's why it's said in 1 Corinthians 15.20, but now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also has come through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah will all be made alive. But each in its own order. Messiah the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. Is that amazing? Right? It's talking about Bikurim, which is first fruits. It's, a, it's an amazing thing to understand that, that this thread goes all throughout Scripture. Amen. And then, of course, there's counting the Omer, Leviticus 23.15. Then you are to count the morrow after the Shabbat. From the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Shabbatot, or Sabbaths, until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. Well, counting the Omer starts today, as I mentioned before. Or last night, if you'd like, because as you know, the days begin in the evening before, right? (laughs) 
So we are counting 50 days. And every day we count, we're reminded of the link between Passover, which commemorates the exodus and deliverance from Egypt, and Shavuot, which is the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, which commemorates two things. You might know it as the giving of the Spirit, right, in the book of Acts, but it's also the giving of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, the the Ten Commandments. This is our celebration of Shavuot. So let me repeat, on that day we receive the Law and the Spirit. It reminds us that the redemption from slavery is not complete until we receive God's instructive word. But it also reminds us that without God's Spirit, we don't have the ability to understand His word, nor the strength to keep His word. So let me remind you that that this time of counting the Omer is a time where we're waiting upon the Lord, and we know that God is using this time for our growth. And God took us from the bondage to freedom, and this is his will today that we go from the bondage of sin to the freedom in receiving his atonement. So the purpose of my book, which is about 60-some pages, which I'm happy to give you and send you for free, it's the counting of the Omer book, it's a devotional, it's short, it's something you can do each and every day, and I pray that it will help you and, and, and help you grow. Not only that, but this 50 days, I believe, was set up by God in order for us to anticipate. We are to anticipate Shavuot. Now, remember, Shavuot was the giving of the instruction or the law and the giving of the Spirit. And that's how we should be. We should be anticipating this from God, just filling us with with his understanding and the power of his Spirit. Amen? Can we agree? All right. So then we come to the, the next holy day is Shavuot. And Shavuot means the Feast of Weeks. It actually means weeks. And Leviticus 23.16, which I read already, says, Until the morrow after the seventh Shabbat, you are to count 50 days and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. You are to make, and this is verse 21, you are to make a proclamation on the same day that there is to be a holy convocation, and you should do no regular work. This is its statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. Okay, here we go again. How long is forever? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> you are correct, whatever you said. <laughs> okay. Now, it, this is also called first fruits, uh, as it is an agricultural uh, holy day, and it talks about a new grain offering. So sometimes this is also referred to as first fruits. Now, um, again, we are reminded. Uh, in this, as I've mentioned, about receiving the Ten Commandments at Sinai and a reminder that God gave us his spirit in Acts 2. So, a thought about the dates of Easter and Passover. 
you know, uh, Constantine the First, the Roman Empire, the Council in in the Council of Nicaea in three twenty five. Uh, if the truth be told, he was not really happy about people who were Jewish and and celebrating Yeshua. So the council unanimously ruled that Easter should be celebrated on the first Sunday after the full moon. Now, if the full moon should occur on a Sunday or coincide with the Passover, Easter should be celebrated on the Sunday after. So Easter and Passover wouldn't be at the same time. Um, I guess we didn't keep that because this year it is at the same time. But the idea was to separate Easter from Passover because there was this idea of separating the Jew from the Christian. So the the question would come up, should Christians celebrate these appointed times found in Leviticus 23? Well, in Colossians 2.16, which you're probably all familiar with, it says, therefore, do not let anyone pass judgment on you in matters of food or drink or in respect to a festival or new moon or the Shabbat or the Sabbath. These are a foreshadowing of things to come, but the reality is Messiah. Which I, when after reading that verse, I would say, well, you can keep the festival, or you don't have to, but um, why not? That's my question. Why not? Yeshua celebrated the feasts. Paul celebrated the feasts. And there are scriptural appointed times that God says to keep forever. So I understand it's not a church tradition. So you decide what is God saying to your heart. Romans 14.4 says, Who are you to judge another's servant before his own master he stands or falls? Yes, he shall stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day over another, while another judges each day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes that day does so to the Lord. The one who eats, eats to the Lord, and if he gives thanks, to the God. And the one who abstains, abstains to the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us, uh, us lives for himself, and none dies for himself. So the point is, look, when we celebrate these days, Yeshua should be the center of our celib- uh, celebration, and we should celebrate from our hearts. This, it shouldn't be a legalistic thing. And and so, if you decide to do it, great. If you decide not to do it, fine. Um, you know, we. So, as the one, um, you know, I would say that the spring feasts see. A, let us see some really important biblical principles. Amos three seven says, "For the Lord Adonai will do nothing unless He has revealed His counsel to His servants, the prophets." So, in Leviticus twenty three, God provides a picture of his entire plan for mankind. Yeshua fulfills the feasts in Leviticus 23. God is faithful to Christians because he has been faithful in his word to the Jewish people and faithful to his prophetic word, and he will be faithful to all of us. Passover, 
points to the Messiah as our Passover lamb, whose blood would be shed for our sins. Yeshua was crucified on the day of preparation for the Passover at the same hour that the lambs were being slaughtered. We see this in John 19.14. We realize unleavened bread points to Messiah's sinless life. As leaven is a picture of sin in the Bible, so he is perfect, and he becomes the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Yeshua's body was in the grave like a seed planted and to become the bread of life. And the first fruits, uh, which we read about, points to Messiah's resurrection as the first fruits of the righteous. Yeshua was resurrected on this very day, which in one of the, is one of the reasons that Paul refers to him in 1 Corinthians 15.20 as the first fruits from the dead. Shavuot, or Pentecost, uh, occurs 50 days after the beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread and points not only to the law, but points to the gifts of the Spirit. But there's more than that. It points to the fact that Jew and Gentile should be one in Messiah. It also points to the fact that there are a great number of salvations that came on this day. In the book of Acts, we see that three thousand were saved. So, should Christians celebrate these holy days? Well, if you're asking my opinion, my opinion would be yes. If I'm ask if you're asking me, do you feel God wants that? I would also say yes, but I'm not going to be dogmatic about it. I really believe that uh, you need to follow your heart. You read scripture, you understand it, you would interpret it, and then you apply it to your life. This is what our journey is with the Lord, isn't it? We apply scripture to our life. Well, we're just about out of time today, so let me just mention we'll continue uh, our study and be, uh, well, our study in the Spring Feast and Leviticus 23. So, just a reminder, if you feel that your church would be open to a Passover demonstration, would you... um, Call us and let us know. We'd love to come out. We have rabbis who do this. Uh, We have uh, also, uh, one of our other loves is to talk about the feasts in general and the spring feasts or the fall feasts and how they relate to Christians. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll take care of your requests. Also, put down April 15th. Sunday afternoon on your calendar, and let your pastor know that you should be joining us for this March of Remembrance. This is not a, a, a thing that one group should and one group shouldn't. We are meeting at 4 p.m. at the Florida Holocaust Museum in St. Pete. Listen to the purpose. It's to never forget the Holocaust. It's to support Israel. It's to stand against all acts of genocide around the world. It's to raise awareness of the danger of remaining silent. And I gotta say, for us believers, that is one of the biggest dangers I think we face because we allow other people to have the talking points and we are quiet. We need to come together. We need to motivate people to pray for the United States 
needs for Israel and for the world. So come, bring your churches, make large signs, walk with us, meet with us, either uh, at the Holocaust Museum or directly at Straub Park. Everyone who stands for human rights, especially those from the Jewish communities and the church communities, should attend. Let us declare with one voice, never forget, for flyers or anything else you need, call Karen, 813-831-5673. We'll give you all the information you need on it. Um, let me just say you can contact me directly at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you will continue to grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.